another episode of Over Under. I am Kyle Joseph. Alongside me, Rylan Turner. Rylan, how are you doing? Well, dude, uh, yeah, like, so earlier today, I messaged Kyle and I'm like, let's talk about December. Let's get the, you know, the Christmas stuff all packaged up neatly and nicely. And he's like, all right, late. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go home and I drink a bottle of wine and I watch the last Tragically Hip concert ever on YouTube. And then Kyle messages me and goes, do you want to do an over under and half in the bag? I'm like, all right, sure. So here we are. <laughs> here we are indeed. And this one's going to be a pretty fun one. I'm excited to talk about these. We're doing an over under for wrestling finishers. I found a list uh, on Raker of the greatest wrestling finishers of all time. These are going to be classic wrestling finishers for the most part. And we're going to go through it. I also added a few surprises so that we can get up to our usual 25. Okay, perfect. All right, so these first five are going to be unranked, but I figured I want to include them anyway. Okay. First one, the ankle lock. Um, Underrated for me because, like, for me, two guys who got that move over being Kurt Angle and Ken Shamrock – I don't feel like ever like Kurt Angle certainly certainly reached higher heights than Ken Shamrock, but that move is devastating. Like if you've ever been in an ankle lock, hurts like hell. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've always been a big fan of that move, and especially when Kurt Angle like in, incorporated the grapevine into it. Oh, I love that. So yeah, ankle lock is an underrated move for me. I think the ankle lock to me is going to get a push. Like, I think it's a very good move. And I do think submission finishers, as we're going to talk about later, get underrepresented when it comes to this type of stuff. But for me, the ankle lock, I think it gets its due respect. I think it's a credible finisher. I I think that the... I think the ankle lock would be a better sold move to me if the one person wasn't standing as high above the above the other person. Right. I think there's a there's an element of it that it feels more like a okay, we need to get a the shot of somebody wrapped in pain finisher. It's very good for that. It, it's kind of the there's a neck lock element to it. No, I don't want to say it's like that same like the chin lock. I don't want to say it's that same capacity, but there's an element of it too, uh, like of that, I think. That's just me. We'll move on to our second one. Rylan, the brogue kick. Uh, I'm a big fan of like high impact striking finishers. So I've always been a big fan of the brogue kick. Uh, underrated because Seamus gets a lot of unnecessary hate, but I've always been a fan. And I thought I've always thought it was a credible finisher, not only for, you know, WWE standards, but this guy looks like the type of guy who, if he hits, if he hit you with a bicycle kick, he'd knock your fucking teeth in. So, like, I, I'm definitely a, a, a like, uh, a, a guy who thinks that Sheamus gets a lot of unnecessary hate, and this move does too. Uh, I love the bro kick. I'm with you. I think the bro kick is very underrated. I think there's a... I do love the the high impact striking finishers. I agree with you on that. And I think this one's just one of those ones that gets slapped on a little bit more than some of the other notable ones. We're gonna talk about a few later, I think. But yeah, the brogue kick is is very good finisher. And 
I think people sleep on it a lot. I, I think if you have the right guy selling the bro kick, it looks devastating. Devastating is all hell. Like, it, it's just one of those moves where if you have that guy in position to make Sheamus look like a boss, it's going to look great. We'll move on to the next one. So I'm most interested about this one, I think. Riley, the kill switch. Oh. Um, I love the kill switch, but also... <laughs> It's one of those moves where I'm like, that's so easy to get out of for anybody. Maybe not in like a position where you've had the, the shit kicked out of you, but Christian hasn't always had Luchasaurus at ringside to uh, even the odds in that in that sense. Um, I'm going to say I, I'm going to give it a push just because like I, I can understand people's hate behind that move a little bit. But I've always liked it, so I'll give it a push. I think my problem with the kill switch ultimately is it just takes a bit too long to set up. It's one of those moves. I'll say it's overrated. I I don't want to say it's like drastically overrated. Like I think it's a perfectly fine finisher. I think it does the job of being a believable match ender. Just the problem for me is it just takes so long to set up that that's a problem. I think that doesn't quite work as a finisher for that reason. So that's, for me, it is an overrated finisher. Okay. All right. Hold on. Before you go on, uh, do you prefer it called the the unprettier or the kill switch? I'm fine with either. I think they both work. Okay. The people's elbow. Oh, that's a way overrated move. It's it's silly. It's everything wrestling is supposed to be in the sense that like it's overblown, it's crazy, and it's fun, and and the crowd is into it and they're involved. But it's it's an elbow. It's an elbow with a little bit of a thrust kick. Like there's nothing to it. So definitely overrated. I would have been with you. Oh my god! Up until Snoop hit it. <laughs> and it's just to, and the reason I say that is it's just a reminder of sometimes the crowd can carry something in wrestling and God the crowd loves the people's elbow yeah that's true and so I'm, I'm not going to say people's elbows underrated do you think do you think the, uh, the, the people's elbow would be, be able to be achieved in this generation of wrestling or do you think that no. was the time and place no, I think it's it's a time and place and a and a person specifically. Right. I think there's a specific person to this that makes that work. But sometimes we're going to see this later. A person makes a move. Okay. All right. And for the people's elbow, I think that is a push finisher. Not because it's a credible finisher, but because it is it is enough to get the crowd going. Sometimes I think there's an element to that is that is enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the one I was surprised to not see on the list, uh, Ryland, the spear. See, that's hard. The reason that's hard is because it depends on who's hitting the spear. Okay. Uh, Goldberg, that's a, that's a great finisher. Goldberg just knocked guys out of their fucking boots, bro. Uh, Edge, uh, he always had those like really sharp, jagged shoulders. So I always imagined that would hurt. Um, like Batista used to use it. I never liked Batista's spear. It always just looked really soft. Uh, who else? Big Show did it for a while. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, 
Who else uses the spear? Uh, Ricky Starks does it. He his spear looks pretty good. Um, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, Roman Reigns. It, it's he hits the spear different than anyone. Like, just there's something about his spear that has always looked different than anybody else's. Bobby Lashley, I feel the same way about his that I do about Batista's. It's just Rhino. a Rhino, yeah, the, yeah, the gore, the gore. Um, Rhino, I, I, I think in like 2001, it looked great. Now it's the same thing as Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns and. Or sorry, Bobby Lashley and uh, Batista. It's just a soft spear, and and whatever, it's fine. But there's there's so, better moves in their arsenal. So where do you put it? Oh, I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna push the spear. Okay, I'll push the spear too. I don't think anybody has a bad one. I just still think Goldberg, amazingly to this day, still has the best one. But I think that's a sign of you know where the spear's at. I think. And, and how no, right Bret Hart is. <laughs> it's just a very... I think there's an element of it that has gotten to a place where it's not almost... It's still a credible finisher, but it's so ubiquitous that it just seems like a generic finisher to a degree. It's fair. Which is odd for somebody like Roman Reigns, like Bobby Lashley, who are so you know physically imposing and impressive that that was their finisher for a long time. Yep. I much prefer uh, the Hurt Lock, and I much prefer the Guillotine Choke for both of them, and I'm not sure why both of them kind of went away from that. So now we get into the list proper. I didn't include... Uh, there's a couple that I'm sort of skipping over for very obvious reasons. So it's not exactly the copy of the ranker list, but it's pretty close. And I combined a couple of them primarily. Uh, just because they were too similar. So, Rylan, number 20, the go to sleep. Um, I love CM Punk, but I preferred him using the Anaconda device. That move was different. This move is, it takes too long to set up, and if you have a guy who's going to sandbag you, it's going to not look good. I just I think this move is overrated. I like I said when I'm when it comes to punk, I'm like use the Anacon device. That thing looks sick. Pepsi plunge, whatever. I'm with you. I when Sandy Kubara started using this, I was so surprised because there's there's no one to make sense to me because it's kind of been fitting with his character, but his moveset is so much more impressive. The, he uses the reverse version of this move, and his looks a lot better than uh, the, the GTS normally. And, yeah. and that's just based on, I think, the fact that Sammy Guevara is a good worker. But no, uh, I, I, I like I said, I, I, I think that uh, his version's better. I think that Kenta is sort of the same boat to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why that was his finisher. Anyway, uh, yeah, overrated for me, too. 19, the razor's edge. I love the fucking move, man. It's it's a power bomb made pretty and made I think more effectful. Uh effective, rather. Um I, I just I don't know. I've always thought the razor's edge was a really beautifully done power bomb, and Razor Ramon never hit that move bad. Like it never looked like it was gonna kill a guy, but it always looked like it would end a match. That's what I'll say about the razor's edge. 
I'm, I think I'm, or, so I'm assuming you're saying underrated. Yes, sorry, underrated. I think I'm with you as well. I'm surprised we haven't seen anybody else do a crucifix powerbomb. I know that, I'm trying to remember his, his WWE name. Damien Priest? Yeah, Damien Priest was hitting it. I don't know if that's still his finisher. Is it? I think it's one of his moves. Yeah. I'm. It always surprised me that nobody else brought this move back. Because I think it's unique enough and it's powerful enough. Um, Lance Archer had a great one. Yeah. In AEW as well. But the Razor's Edge is, is a phenomenal finisher and one of the ones that I'm surprised nobody else has decided to do. Number 18, the Codebreaker. Ah, it's a little bit overrated. I'll tell you why. I think that it was awesome of Chris Jericho to come back at one point in his career with a new move. Um, But this move is a circumstantially good move. If you have the right circumstance, this move looks great. If you don't, this move looks terrible. Uh, So that's where I'll sit with it. I think it's a little bit overrated. Smooth is wildly overrated. The biggest reason why is because one, it's so much work to look credible. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of work on the person doing the code breaker to hit the move fluidly. And it's a lot of work on the person taking it to sell it as though it actually works because the impact of it has to be timed so perfectly that it's only really like one of five times does this code breaker look really credible. And it's just, it's for me, it's too inconsistent. Um, and I, I just noticed the almost too much with this move for me to sort of put it higher. So I think, I think it is overrated in my book. Okay. The 619. Overrated. This move sucks. Like Rey Mysterio was the coolest guy who came over to from WCW to WWE. And when he came over, he brought this lame-ass move where he just swings around the ropes and kicks a guy in the face, and suddenly he's supposed to, like, you know, knock him out and be able to pin him off that. And, uh, yeah, he had the West Coast pop or the frog splash or whatever else. But it's just, it, this move sucks. It's always sucked, and I just, I hate how much they give it so much credit. So I just, yeah, overrated is all hell. Michael Cole sells this move like it's a, a shotgun to the chest. I'm with you. I, I always thought that <laughs> the 619 to me is a transitional move. Yes. I liked it, the Tiger Faint Kick um, that Io Shirai did, but she does it in the middle of matches. I like the 619 as a setup. I like the, the delay to it. The pageantry is very nice as a setup move. But then... The springboard frog splash was always the finishing part of it. And I think like we lost that a little bit. To me, I feel like it is a great signature move, but as a finisher, it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Overrated. Like here's the thing. When he first started doing that move, he would end it with doing a springboard hur- like uh yeah, Hurricane Rana, where he'd flip the guy over under and then pin him. And that looked great, but he did that for like eight weeks. And then it was a splash. And I'm like, ah, yeah, like just get something else, like anything else. And Rey Mysterio is such a great worker. He could have come up with a way better finisher. I agree. Number 16, the Walls of Jericho. (laughs) Are we talking Walls of Jericho or are we We talking Walls of Jericho? Overrated. It's a Boston Crab. 
It's Boston Crab where the guy sells like crazy. It looks like it hurts. It 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 sort of hurts. I've been in it. Um, if the guy's putting a lot of pressure on you, then yeah, that look that that hurts. It sucks. But if if not, if it's just a rest hold, yeah, it's it's fine. Like there's nothing about it that's super devastating. And uh, like I feel like we're shitting a lot on Chris Jericho in this show. But yeah, it's an overrated move. You you noted this sort of a little bit. The lion tamer is wildly underrated. Yes. And the trick the tricky thing about the lion tamer is just that people can't really take it. Mm-hmm. The walls of Jericho to me is a push. I think that it is a perfectly fine match ender. I think it's believable. I think it like a Boston crab but it looks like it hurts. And Jericho does the best Boston crab still out there right now. So I think it's I think it's a solid move. But I think yeah, I agree with you. The if people can take the lion tamer, the lion tamer looks so much better. Yep. Aska, Aska Xavier Woods, who mm. who requested it. I was choice. <laughs> Number fifteen, the choke slam. Oh, I think the choke slam is underrated. Like I think that depending upon how it's hit, who it's hit on, like that looks like like when Kane used to do that to Spike Dudley, it looked incredible. It looked incredible. When you do it to another big guy, it always looks terrible. If you do it to Hulk Hogan, then it's gonna look bad. Ask the Undertaker. Um, but no, like I've always really appreciated the choke slam. I uh, I think that, it, like I said, if you got the right guy to sell it, and you have the right uh, right guy to deliver it in a devastating way, it's a great finish. I'm with you. Joke Slam is underrated. I think there is an element that people consider it a transitional move. I don't know that that's true. Even if, And we're in a world now that fewer people are hitting it than they were before. Right. So that helps it a little bit. But it is such a good, like, for any big man, it doesn't have to be your Megadeth finisher, but it is a believable match ender mm-hmm. for any you know big guy hitting it. And I wish more would do it. Because like, even like Baron Corbin has a fantastic choke slam, and I wish they'd let him end matches with it. Like, not that the end of days isn't a great finisher. It's not on our list because we're not, it's not really, there's a very old school list, but a very rooted in its attitude era. Um, but I do think the choke slam is an underrated finisher. And it all, like, if you again, a big man, as you said, hitting it on somebody smaller always makes it look good. Mm hmm. Number 14, the frog splash. I'm going to push. Uh, I love the frog splash. I think that it it it's certainly not underrated, but I don't think it's overrated either. Uh, Eddie's, Eddie's was great. Van Damme's was the best. Like, I don't think uh, there's any room for argument, honestly. Like, he just hit it in a way and could hit it in any direction and do anything with it. He got the most height with it until more recently. Uh, obviously I think Seth Rollins has that down pat now, but Van Dam I think, always had the best one, but yeah, that's, that's a hard push for me. Uh, that's what I'm going to today's Montez Ford. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like actively, yes. like, I agree with you. Van Dam was impressive. I think Guerrero's fluidity to me was always great. And I still love that Kevin Owens hits it. Yes. But... To the best one today in my head is, is Montez Ford. I'll give the Frog Splash an underrated. I think as we start to go to a place where fewer people are hitting it, I think it's 
I wish it would make more of a comeback. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's the Eddie thing. Honestly, I think it's yeah. no, nobody wants to be the person to take that move. But it's amazing because, like, so many people do it as a tribute. Right. You know? Like, Sasha Banks hit a, hit a frog splash for a while because, you know, Eddie was, was that growing up. I've seen other people hit it as like, you know, a tribute or a knowing wake or whatever it is. I think somebody should use it as a finisher. Like if Van Dam proved anything, it's not just Eddie's move. Right. Right. Oh, you're, and you're, you're not wrong. So I, I do wish that you know, we get more people into it. Number 13, the Dudley death drop. 3D. Ooh. I'm going to push that one. I don't think it's overrated, but I also don't, I don't think it's underrated. I think that it was always used in a way that it looked devastating. They pinned a lot of guys with it, like guys like Taker, Kane, Triple H, all those guys mm. ate that move and were pinned with it. So, I mean, I don't think it was uh, not protected. I, I think that it was, it was always a really cool move. The crowd loved it. And I, I, yeah, I was I gotta surprised push it. to see the 3D on this list and not some other ones. I'm going to push this move as well. I think it is very good. I think it's a very good tag team finisher. I like the element of it with the stunner. I think the thing about it is it looks, it doesn't really, to me, look complete without the table. I think that's, Fair that enough. is the big, like, thing for me is I think it's a good move without it regardless, but I, it doesn't to me quite feel complete without the tape player. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I will say I did appreciate the fact that in um, WWF No Mercy for the N64, Bubba Ray's finisher was the cutter and Devon's finisher was the flapjack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like there was, even if you use them as solo guys, you were basically hitting that move in one way, shape or form. Number 12, figure four. Fuck Kyle, this move hurts, man. Like I got to give this one a, an underrated. Like I think people look at Ric Flair and they think that, oh, he was a lot of selling. He was a lot of show and that's fine. But that move fucking hurts, man. I know it. it it's silly, really. It, honestly, like it is a silly re wrestling hold, but I don't know. I could, I could see. I, I wish more guys would end would would take that move on too. I really do. Like, I guys use it as tr transition holds, and and sure, Flair did that a lot too. But like, I don't know. Like, I I love this move. I I think it's great, and I wish we could see it more as a finisher. For me, I, I'm gonna agree with you. It's wildly underrated. Oh, me, awesome. Awesome. If you're going to use it, you have to tap somebody out with it at least once. Right. You hear me, Cody? You hear me, The Miz? Hold on. The Miz may have. The Miz, because Ric Flair passed it on to The Miz. So. Oh, I know, but I, like, I think he tapped like one person out with it, and now he just uses it as part of a transitional move. Sort of the same way they use the it kicks. Right. It's like it suits his personality, but it's not. It's a knowing wink. And to me, that move deserves more than a knowing wink. And I like Cody, I feel the same way about. I feel like he only uses it so he could get it reversed on him. Right. Which, ah, uh, you gotta talk somebody out with it. 11, the rock bottom. You know what? 
I had a lot to say about the people's elbow and how it's overrated. The rock bottom, I think I'm going to give a push to because depending upon who he was hitting this on, it looked devastating as fuck. And the rock didn't have a lot of those moves. He basically had the spine buster and the rock bottom that looked really devastating. You could say the Samoan drop or the cross body, but like that's really digging deep with the rock. Like he was a lot of show and that's fine. Like that's wrestling. That's, that's what it's all about. But uh, again, who it, it depended upon who he was hitting this on. This move looked great. And, uh, I, I think that uh, there's not enough love shown to the rock bottom. I disagree with you. Oh, here we go. I, I, I think the rock bottom is overrated. To me, for all the things that the rock was, it never made sense to me that this is his finisher. It's like, okay, imagine if you take a choke slam but make it worse. I, I don't understand the the appeal of it as a move. Like I can, I can see it as a match or to a degree, but there's just not a lot to it. And even for moves that are good for their simplicity, this one is, I don't know. It just doesn't quite do it for me. Right. I think for a bigger person, it would be better that you could actually get the lift on it. Cause Rocco was mostly, you know, just sort of up and down. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like The Rock for was a better wrestler than people remember, but this move never did it for me. I, I feel like we have to have a whole show de dedicated to why you think that, and I think the opposite. Number 10. Now we're getting to the interesting stuff. All right, top 10. The pedigree. Ooh. Uh, I always like the pedigree, so I'm going to go underrated. I know it's a lot of setup. And I know that there's a lot of, you know, room for reversal, but when you actually hit the move and you hit it like perfectly, this move looks great. I, and there's really no way to like avoid looking like it hurt truthfully. So yeah, I'm a big, I'm going to go uh, uh, underrated on the pedigree. The pedigree to me, I'm going to give it a push. Okay. Pedigree is pretty simple the setup is good because it, especially for a heel it really allows the crowd to kind of like milk in especially that you know triple h's peak where it was just one pedigree was game over right um <laughs> it was it's a really good way to build up anticipation with the crowd to get hope that their you know their hero can can find a way to get out of it i think the pedigree is solid i do think that it's a bit um, there's an element of it that it requires the seller to do some of the work. That was never an issue in Triple H's Prime. I think it was sold pretty well, pretty much across the board. But I know there were some later people I've seen and got hit by the pedigree that just looked sloppy. So, yeah, I think, I think the pedigree is, is a perfectly fine finisher. I'd give it a push. Okay. Number nine, the F5. The F5. Uh, I'm going to give that a push. Like, how do you say that's overrated? That thing looks like fucking hell to take. Like, it's just basically this big behemoth is putting you on his shoulders and then he's hucking you to the side. Like, there's no way that's an overrated move. Even at number nine, the F5 is underrated. Okay. All right. That is an all-time great finisher. And what's amazing about the F5 is 
Brock Lesnar kind of was the first one. Like, I know it was other people had hit it before, but Brock Lesnar kind of was the first one to, you know, really popularize it as a finisher. And it's a move that, and we're talking about a couple others later, but it's a move that just kind of felt like it's always been there. Right. And I know it's so tied to him, but again, I hope that as he's winding down his career that somebody else will take this thing on. Because I know Wardlow hit a hit an, an F five F ten for a while. Actually, I I wanted to see him do that again. Yeah, I get the Powerbomb Symphony, and I know that people love the Powerbomb Symphony, but the Powerbomb to me is a little bit of an overrated finisher, and the F five seems like it suit it would suit someone like him a lot better. Number eight, the last ride. Um, underrated. Because the power bomb, like you said, is a bit of an overrated finisher, dependent upon who's delivering it. The Undertaker, the Undertaker, took the power bomb and added like, you know, an inch and a half to it. Like, uh, and again, like if like I always go back to uh, Christian. Christian was the best sell for the last ride ever. If you go back to, uh, to 1999, 2000, and watch him sell all of the Undertaker's offense. It looks great every time. Uh, I always thought that this was, uh, you know, again, a move that The Undertaker took and he he decided he wasn't going to do the tombstone as much. He's going to save that for special occasions. And he took a move and he added something to it. And it looked devastating. So I'll give it to, I'm going to say a, a, a push on that one. Or sorry, underrated on that one. I agree with you. I think... See, the spiritual successor to the last ride is the spirit bomb. And any kind of elevated power bomb is always is always excellent. Yeah. Just adding that little bit mean like it makes such a big difference. And with power bombs, there are people who can hit, you know, a very credible looking power bomb. Kevin Nash always did a very good one. Yep. Batista's power bomb Sid. is very good as well. Sid, underrated power bomb from Sid. Yeah. But the powerbomb kind of became, like, not just anybody can hit the powerbomb. And I do think that the little extra that the last ride gave kind of separated it from the rest. Mm -hmm. Number seven, the sharpshooter. Oh, God. Uh... I'll say, here's, I'll say underrated because one guy has made that move his finisher and everyone else uses it as a transition. The Rock and Sting should not ever use this move because they can't do it properly. Uh, the rock especially, <laughs> but, um, one guy made this his finish and it was great. It was a great finish. It looks devastating. Um, so I'm going to go big underrated on this one. I'm going to give the sharpshooter a push. I know this is a Travis. Oh my God. Tell you God. You're Canadian. God damn it. I know, but here's why I'm giving it a push. A sharpshooter, like, Natalie is towards the end of her career. And I think Natalie does a very good sharpshooter. I think people sleep on that sharpshooter a lot. Obviously, Bret Hart's is legendary. The sharpshooter's legacy is kind of over. It needs somebody to pass it on to. And that should be Darby Allen. Yeah, you're right. It really shouldn't. And that's the big thing for me is... I think the sharpshooter, to me, in order to get it back to where it is, somebody has to carry the reign of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who that is. 
You know who that should be? I, I got I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Lexus King should be the guy to use the sharp the sharpshooter. I could see that. Like his dad was in the Heart Foundation. Yeah. So it's not like the the move doesn't have a tie in in his life somehow. I I would like that. Like, there's a couple other people to me who I think, like, I do think that the 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 move is Canadian. Sure. And I do think there is to me an element of there always should be it always should be a Canadian hitting move. Maybe that's just me being you know territorial Def- or whatever. Definitely it is. you being territorial. <laughs> <laughs> but. But like, yeah, I do think that it's so it's so linked with that, with a guy who was so like his character was so tethered to Canada, and it has you know followed his family. That I do think that they need somebody in. The, I don't know who the, the up and coming Canadian wrestler could could hit it. Like you know, the biggest upcoming Canadian wrestler is Mike Bailey, and God knows he doesn't need to hit a sharpshooter. No, but <laughs> although he could, he really could. Yeah. That he could be the guy. Sure. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Um, like, he doesn't need more moves, but, like, if he's wanting to, to carry on the legacy of the sharpshooter, I'm perfectly fine with that. There you go. Mike Bailey, do a sharpshooter. <laughs> um, number six, the jackhammer. Uh, underrated. Underrated. Because people shit on Goldberg's in-ring, but this move never looks bad. It always looks like it would knock the fuck out of you. So, again, you you shit on Goldberg's in-ring, sure. But there were certain things he could do. He could spear. He could hit a jackhammer that looked like it would knock you out. He could hit a kick that would. uh, (laughs) And and he had a, a couple other things. He had a knee bar that looked all right. Like, there were certain things Bill Goldberg could do. And the jackhammer is definitely underrated. Because... Just again, people just open, uh, they, they they go open season on this guy, and I always thought it looked awesome. I the jackhammer is wildly overrated. Oh shit! The jackhammer is a suplex. No, he drops them on no. their shoulders, bro. The jackhammer is a suplex. Oh, here we go with a little bit of a rotation. I don't understand why the person who hits the best spear of all time, even when he's 60, then feels the need to pick a person up and, and slam him down. You already killed him. Just pin him. It, it never made sense for him as a finisher. And even looking at somebody who carries on the legacy of the jackhammer, and that is Keith Lee, uh, no, it's not good for him either. It's it's a it's a suplex and a little bit of a power slam twist. It never really adds that much to it, and I think the move got a bit of a rub just based on how like Goldberg would use to used to kill people. And the reality is, and the biggest problem with it is Goldberg can't hit on everybody. No, that's true. Ask the Undertaker, which is the yeah. theme of the episode, I think. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think that the spear made way more sense for him, and the. Like, the, the problem is, like, who's going to carry on the jackhammer as a legacy? The person who should, if there is going to be a person, should be Big E. But um, that's if he ever, you know, returns to wrestling, and now I've made myself sad. Yep. Yep. Rylan, number five, the Swanton Bomb. Um, 
I'll push it. I'll push it. Like, you know, Jeff Hardy was awesome for a long time. Like, there's no doubt about it. And the Swanton Bomb was an awesome move. And got people excited. It looked great, especially in the time. But I say that it looked great in the time. And then I see Wardlow hit it. And it still looks awesome. So, yeah, I, I like the Swanton Bomb. I think it's an underrated move. So you're saying underrated or you're yeah. saying push? Oh, I uh, push, push. Sorry, push. I will push it as well. I think the Swanton Bomb is, um, there's an element of Jeff Hardy that was cool in an almost embarrassing 90s way at the time. Um, but, yeah, seeing people continue to hit the Swanton Bomb, I'm surprised more people don't hit it. Like, as far as flying finishers go, a lot of people hit, the like, a, a 540, mm-hmm. right? It surprised me that that's a more ubiquitous move than the Swanton is. The Swanton is less low rotation, and yet the way that it gets landed flush by a person who hits it really well, it it just looks more, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Swanton is... Uh, I'll give it a push. Number four, Sweet Chin Music. I mean... <laughs> the super kick itself is is very overused in in this generation of wrestling. However, if we're talking just about the sweet chin music, it's an underrated move. The guy got the crowd going right before it. He was able to hit it out of anywhere. He could he could hit it anywhere, and it would look great. Ask Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> um. This this move always looked like it would end a match at any point. Everybody who sold it did a great job doing it. And uh, yeah, I, I think that like if you look at today's wrestling, this move is overused. And not to say that like the Young Bucks are like whatever. They're doing their thing. It's fun. And I like it. It's just it's a transition move now. And in 1995, that ended matches. And that says something about the way that wrestling goes over time. But, um, yeah, I always liked the Sweet Chin music. I always thought he he always had the crowd in the palm of his hand. And Shawn Michaels is a hard guy to argue when it comes to in-ring. So, underrated. The DDT was a very good finisher for the 80s. And I think it's okay for us to look back at wrestling from times past and say, yeah, that was kind of not great. No knock on, you know, Jake Roberts, who had the move and made it look convincing. But... If a person hits the DDT now, it does not convince you that it's a match ender, regardless of how much they send it down. I think the kindest thing I can do to the legacy of Shawn Michaels, who was an all-time great wrestler, with a finisher that admittedly he hit really, really well, is to give the Sweet Chin music a push and move on and not say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Who was he the best super kick ever? No. Oh my god. Best All super right. kick? No. Yes, best super kick. Who but who the is sweet the... chin music is the best finisher, is the best version of the super kick. Okay, but who is the, who has the best super kick? Best super kick. Um God. Dolph Ziggler is a very good one. I think people slept on how good Dolph Ziggler's super kick was. Sure, but uh I think the Bucks have the best super kick. All right. All right. I, like it, specifically, I think Nick Jackson's Nick Jackson's super kick is the best one. Okay. Especially going right now. But yes. 
switching music because of the ability to tune up the band, because of the because of the ubiquity of the move, because of you know the greatness of Shawn Michaels in general, switching music is the best finisher version of the super kick. But I don't know that it's necessarily the best super kick. That means anything. It's fair. Number three, the Tombstone Piledriver. Overrated. This move sucks. This move, like, never looks good. Except for, except for, the first time Shane McMahon took it, he, like, wrapped his legs around Undertaker's head, and it looked devastating as all hell. Other than that, this move sucks. Like, it's very simple. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Okada hits a great tombstone when he's jumping in the air and twisting around because that looks like it would fuck you up but other than that like eh overrated this move's overrated tombstone gets a push i think it worked very well as a finisher for the undertaker it looks like the undertaker's finisher and it made a lot of sense for the character and i do think there's an element of and so i feel it's sort of the same way about switching music there's an element where the character makes a finisher as much as a finisher makes character. True. And to me, the tombstone always felt like even more so than like there's other you, you move to use like, you know, we mentioned the choke slam earlier. We mentioned uh, last ride. Uh, Hell's Gate comes up as well. Um, Forgot about that I one. think. Yeah. I think the tombstone is the quintessential Undertaker finisher. And I think that it works. I do think it's a little overrated in the sense that as a move, it's not like there's an element that it has to be hit so safely that it loses it. You know, it goes over the top and loses its edge a little bit because like, you know, the tombstone would actually ruin you. Go look at the history of pile drivers that have gone very wrong. But but I do think that it's a I do think it's a certainly solid finisher. And I think I think there's a there are characters today who could hit the tombstone who I would say could carry that on very well. I'd be interested to see who gets to sort of have that pile driver as a as a feature, as a feature finisher. Number two, the RKO. The RKO gets a push because this move is always like got a great reaction, whether it's the RKO or the diamond cutter or whatever the cutter, whatever variation it is, always gets a good reaction. And honestly, the RKO out of nowhere rejuvenized Randy Orton's career. All those memes and, you know, vines of Randy Orton hitting the RKO in space or into a pool or whatever the case may be. It it made that guy more popular than at the time he had any right to be. And it, again, I think that really saved his career. So I have nothing bad to say about the RKO. I think it's a great move, great finisher. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't, I won't go as so far as to say underrated. I'll definitely give it a push though. Lots of people say that the cutter is a, a very good finisher. And I agree with the cutter is a very good finisher. The diamond cutter was the The difference between the diamond cutter and the RKO is the diamond cutter was the more devastating of the two. You landed it, he uh, DDP landed it a lot more flush. The setup was a little bit longer, and that's it made a big difference. The RKO is the ability to hit it, as you mentioned, out of nowhere. 
to me, the RKO is underrated. And then partly because since the finisher makes the man or the man makes the finisher, Randy Orton made that finisher. Randy Orton hit some truly amazing RKOs he did, yeah. that just boggle my mind to this day. Like hitting an RKO on, is it Justin Credible who was doing it? Who did the the shooting star? No, that was Evan Bourne or oh, Matt, Evan Bourne, Matt yes. Seidel. Yes. Still to this day, don't know how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> he barely got up for it, but he got it. He got it. And it's like, again, it, there is an element of, for as much as people, you know, rag on Randy Orton. And I, I do understand that criticism. He gets to finish so well. My favorite is the one he hit on Seth Rollins. Uh, just because, like, the, the story goes, Seth Rollins said they they talked about doing it. They didn't. They never practiced doing it. But during the match, Randy at one point cued him in that he wanted to try it. And they hit it. And apparently Randy forgot to pin him and just was so excited he actually did it that he just kind of rolled around and was just, like, pumping the crowd up and going, like, yeah, and when he should have been pinning him. But, uh, which I think is just a great story. But, no, I love that move. Number one, the stunner. Uh, you know what? I'll give it an underrated because one guy's been able to make it successfully like like and, and you know what i'll say that because i know kevin owens does it but i don't think he does it to the same degree that austin did it one guy's been able to make that move work and it's a move that should end lots of matches like somebody should have taken that move besides kevin owens by now and i don't know i always thought it was great and unless you're vince mcmahon you know the, the the way you can sell this move whether you're the rock or scott hall or anybody else like this move was great for that um kurt angle is one of the best for selling that move um yeah i'm gonna go underrated on the stunner uh the stunner gets a push i think it's i think there's an element that is the perfect finisher because the amount of time that the kick to the gut takes is the exact amount of time you want as a setup to a finisher in that it is the perfect combination of coming out of nowhere and getting the crowd into it, the fact that it's coming. Okay. Like, I think there's, there's an element that, like, Stone Cold figured that out in a, in a really perfect way. However... The move is so stone cold and that character is so, you know, you like it's so unique as a character that I don't think it can ever be passed on. I don't know that anybody can take the stunner and make it into like. Like, I, I know Athena was trying to do it. And the old face is a fantastic uh, finisher, um, but I would like to see. I would have to see somebody else take it and use it as a finisher. I know Kevin Owens did it, but Kevin Owens has too many finishers for that to be his finisher. Right. I would be interested to see if somebody were to carry it forward, if they could get it over in that same way. And if they can't, maybe I'd revisit this. For now, I'm going to give it a push. All right, Alan, that is our list. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, I mean, Kyle, I, I'm... I'm very happy you came to me this evening with this idea because it was a lot of fun to go through all these finishers. Uh, I, I definitely think we should do uh, an over-under with current finishers. 
Yes, I agree. I, 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 I would say that uh, that could be something that we could definitely do in the future. And obviously, Over Under is going nowhere. We're definitely going to keep this on the, on the back burner for all of you who enjoy us going through uh, whatever we're talking about and uh, giving it an overrated or underrated. Um, expect more in the future because obviously we've got some ideas in the tank. So, uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, with all that being said, Kyle, uh, send the people home happy. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you, and you have been walloped. Good night. You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.